Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What's good, Raider Nation? Uh, Vegas Nation First and Ten back again. Host here, Sam Gordon. Uh, sitting in the big chair today, uh, Vinny Bonsignor on his way to Miami, but that is quite all right. Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. I am back with my main man, Chuck Esposito, the director of race and sports uh, for Station Casinos. Chuck, of course, joined us last year to talk uh, football throughout the course of the season. And he will be back every week this year to talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape, and all things sports. Chuck, I said when we were off air that it, it feels like just yesterday that we saw each other at uh, you know NFL draft stuff. But it really does. I mean, the, the offseason is, is over, preseason in full effect. Uh, first and foremost, before you get into any of the football thing, uh, any of the football talk, How's your offseason? How's your summer? Uh, it was great, Sam. First, it's great to be back with you. Uh, we're excited about football season. And if I could just say one thing, it's yay sportsbooks. Uh, we're excited that football's finally here. It's been a, a long summer. We all know that baseball's our toughest sport to beat continue on a continuous basis. But uh, we're excited about football. And preseason has got off to a, a really good start. Well, I, I, well we, there's a lot to cover, Chuck, with, with the season just kind of getting underway now with us uh, entering you know week two of the, the official preseason. But since you brought it up, I want to talk about how that preseason start has got <laughs> off to you, right? The Raiders, of course, 2-0 uh, in the preseason. I was afraid for, you'd go there, what, but it's okay. Uh, for what that's right. worth, um, how have you guys done with that? Uh, a little bit rough. <laughs> you know, it, it's good to have football back, as I mentioned. Um, uh, having preseason, a lot of games, our handle will will be far superior on a preseason game than it is on a baseball game. On that Sunday uh, Raider-Viking game, biggest handle that day, more than uh, Yankees-Red Sox, was Raiders-Vikings. Um, however, the Raiders are 2-0. They've covered both those games and uh, hasn't been good for our side of the counter. On the flip side, just having football back is great. Um, you know, I think it's, it's kind of going to put it in the perspective now when the season starts that from our side of the counter, we're huge Raider fans. But from the business <laughs> side of it, it's like maybe win, but don't cover. <laughs> sure. We've already seen, you know, action on their preseason game against the Dolphins. We've already seen some money come in on the Raiders plus price on the money line and plus the points against the Chargers. Uh, so we're going to be rooting against them a little bit from the business side this year. Yeah, it makes sense, Chuck. And, and, and you know, preseason, obviously, you don't know who's going to play and whatnot, and there's always kind of some wonky stuff. What's the nuance in setting a line for a preseason game? How does that compare to doing it in the regular season? I assume there's some stark differences. Oh, it, it's much easier, Sam, in the regular season. I think the key there is you're just really making sure who's in and who's out and key position players. In the preseason, it, it's really that there's trends. You look at the success of, of John Harbaugh in the preseason. He's now on a 10-game uh, against the point spread cover streak. He's 21-5, and five, his last 26 against the number astronomical preseason record. So you look at the first preseason game, they were three and a half point favorites. They easily covered, the betters cashed. Uh, Sean McDermott does really well in the preseason. Frank Reich. There are some coaches and some trends that really just just are glaring that, that betters follow. But I think the big thing now is that we're in an information era. Um, everybody kind of knows this, and it's the quarterback rotations. Sure. When you look at a team like the Steelers, who have Mason Rudolph and Mitchell Trubisky, both guys that think they could win the job, and then you 
you've got a, a number one pick in Kenny Pickett, who is going to be their quarterback of the future against teams like, say, the Rams, where you won't see Wolford or Stafford at all in the preseason. You'll see guys that might not even be on the roster. Right, right, right. So really, the quarterback rotation is key and all the information that's out there. Like we heard today, Colts aren't playing any of their starters. Uh, Bears are only playing their starters uh, for six or seven plays. So information really is the key component in preseason. And <laughs> we're not the only ones who know it anymore. Yeah. Everybody knows it. Yeah, no, certainly. It's just a, it's a 24-hour, uh, it's a 24-7 league, right? Yep. These days, for sure. Yep. So, uh, wanna, before we get to the league as a whole, I want to touch on the Raiders a little bit. Last time we talked, you know, they're, they're, a lot of their offseason moves have been made. You kind of got a feel uh, for what that roster is going to be like. And now, you know, training camp essentially done, getting in the flow of, of game week and whatnot, and we're getting close. Just now that you've had some time to reflect on the Devontae Adams trade, on adding Chandler Jones, and just seeing a little bit of, you know, some of the reporting coming out of Raiders camp. How would you assess uh, the Raiders in the landscape of a particularly tough uh, AFC West? That's the key. I mean, you really hit the nail on the head there. It's I think if you're a Raider fan, you're excited. I mean, they didn't have that, you know, that first round draft pick, but they had two of them, yeah. Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. So I think they made the necessary moves to kind of have those bookends on defense now with Crosby. You went out and you got Devontae Adams, so you can make a case is the best wide receiver in football. However, the rest of the teams in your division are really good and went out and made huge acquisitions as well. Look at the Broncos now, uh, the most one-score losses in the league over the last three years. Who do they go out and get? Russell Wilson. The one, you know, their Achilles heel was the quarterback play. The Chargers, that's the Vogue team now that everybody loves. I mean, they're betting the Chargers to win almost everything. In every statistical area, they're back in Justin Herbert. You look at the division, the conference, the Super Bowl, win totals, it's all Chargers. They go out and get Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson, and the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. So in arguably the toughest division in football, unfortunately, when you look at win totals and odds on all these things, the Raiders are still fourth right now. Doesn't mean they won't win the division, but it's kind of from our side of the counter, outside of the home bias, uh, the Raiders aren't getting quite as much love from the general public as, say, the Chargers are right now. Sure. You take a look at AFC West odds right now. Chiefs plus 160, <laughs> Chargers plus 190, Broncos plus 220, and the Raiders plus 500. Uh, Chuck, when I see Chiefs 160, that to me feels like that's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, right? Like that's it, that combination. It, it is, and they've won it, I think, seven straight years. Yep. But, you know, what's the loss of Tyreek Hill going to mean? Yeah. Um, and you look at Patrick Mahomes, people don't realize he's finished out of the top three the last three years as far as total quarterback rating. So, you know, he, he's added some young receivers. You got Juju Smith-Schuster, who's really good, Valdez Scantling. They drafted Sky Moore, but you still are missing Tyreek Hill. So who's going to miss him more? Is Mahomes going to miss Tyreek or is Tyreek going to miss uh, Mahomes more? Only time will tell, but that AFC West is so good, Sam, and so tough. I could see the Raiders winning it and the Chiefs finishing fourth, Sure, but who knows what's going to happen. I think that's what makes it exciting. One thing about the AFC West is if you look at the Raiders' schedule, three of their first five games, so 50% of their games against their division occur in the first five weeks. Mm. So early October, we're going to know just how good Josh McDaniels Raiders are. Yeah, no, we certainly will. Uh, a huge test. I mean, every, 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 like you said, Chuck, that feels like a division that you can, the permutations of how that can finish because of all the moves the respective teams have made. It feels super interesting. Um, one division that doesn't figure to be quite as interesting, uh, the AFC East. And uh, Buffalo Bills minus 280, Dolphins uh, with their improvements now plus 400. 
Patriots plus 500, Jets plus 1,800. Chuck, when I look at the Buffalo Bills, this to me feels like a team. They've been right on the doorstep uh, the last couple of years. AFC Championship loss in 2020 and then maybe the game of, of the, the eternity right. uh, last year against Kansas City. When you take a look at Buffalo, uh, the roster that they have, is this? do you feel like this can be the year that they get it done? I do, but I almost think it like it has to be the year. Sure. They've come so close. Usually when you see a team have a two or three year stretch where they're so close and they never get off the hump, over the hump, I start to worry a little bit. Uh, last year, if you remember, they lost the opening game at home to Pittsburgh. I think they want to get off to a fast start. Uh, love what they did in the offseason, picking up Von Miller. Uh, you know, they're looking to run the ball a little bit more. Gabe Davis now is a great compliment to Stephon Diggs. Love Josh Allen. Uh, they've got a huge home field advantage. I think they are the best team in the AFC, but I think the AFC is much better than the NFC. Mm. I think you've got more teams in the AFC that could potentially be playing in February. Um, but yeah, I think this is the Bills team that everyone's gunning for in the AFC. You talk about teams playing in February, that potentially in the AFC. How many of those teams do you think reside in the AFC North that could represent the AFC? Uh, I'm thinking just one. You know, I, I think um, I might be in the minority, but I really think the Ravens have a bounce back year. Mm. I think it's a huge year for uh, Lamar Jackson. Still no contract as yeah. we speak right now. He says he won't negotiate during the regular season. Um, he doesn't have Brown anymore, a wideout. Bateman needs to take the next step. They need to stay healthy a little bit. But I worry a little bit about, you know, we know the situation with Watson now. He's not going to be there for the first, you know, 11 games, not including the bye. I think he won't play till week 13. Bengals, will they have any kind of a Super Bowl hangover? Which I think they will. Um, if you look at what Joe Burrow did last year, phenomenal season. But most of his stats came in like a three or four game sure. period. Yeah. Um, so I worry that. And then we talked about Pittsburgh a little bit. Just a lot of questions at QB. Yeah. I think John Harbaugh is too good of a coach. I think the price of the Ravens to win it all um, is just too appealing out there. I think the Ravens are a team that could could be that team to emerge in the AFC just because of the way they can play defense. I like what they did in the draft. And Lamar Jackson, either he's got something to prove or he just got that big deal, and he still has something to prove. Yeah, Baltimore right now twenty to one to win the Super Bowl. That that to me is I'm with you, Chuck. I, th I think that to me, you take a look at some of the offseason moves they've made, the way they've been able to upgrade their defense. This was a team that was, I mean, when Lamar Jackson was healthy last year, was number one in the AFC deep into the season. Like I feel like you know, have we forgot who Baltimore is and what he's I capable think all of? The injuries, you know, if yeah. Dobbins can come back, and I know they picked up Mike Davis and uh, Gus Edwards. They're going to have to get some play out of some of the young wideouts. Uh, Bateman looks like the guy to take the next step. Mark Andrews, you can make a case now, just that he's seven years younger um, uh, than Kelsey is right now. That he could be the best tight end in football. And Lamar's got to be Lamar. You know, yeah. he had some bright spots last year. He still only won one playoff game. Yeah, um, I think he gets paid. Um, and I think they have a really good year. I know a lot of people still like the Bengals. That offense is so dynamic with Mixon and, and Chase and Higgins and Burrow. Um, but I think they have a little bit of a hangover and they're still the Bengals. So can they have back-to-back -back really big years? Again, I think because of the price, the Ravens are one of the most appealing teams, not just in the AFC, but in all football. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit. 
Chuck, I want to touch a little bit on the AFC South before I move to the NFC. The Colts minus 130, Tennessee plus 140 to win that division. But a team I'm really intrigued by is the Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 650. Not saying I don't know if they're going to win the division or not, but let's not for, let's not act like a year and a half ago Trevor Lawrence wasn't you know touted as the best quarterback right. prospect since John John Elway. He's got a Super Bowl winning coach in Doug Peterson. This is a team that's invested in free agency. Can you what what kind of potential do you see the Jags this year? Can they be a team that's in the mix in, in that division? I think they can. I don't think that's the best division in football. Yeah, like we talked about. Um, I think you look at the uh, the Colts. I like the Matt Ryan move there. Sure. Um, I think Michael Pittman will take the next step there at wideout. I think when you look at the Jags, they did spend a lot of money. Uh, teams historically who have brought in that many free agents usually have a lot of hype and not that much success because they just don't mesh as well. You want to kind of develop that team and build that team through the draft. You have to hope that Travis at the end is healthy. The reason why uh, Devontae Adams, I believe, is a Raider is because of Christian Kirk. And that kind of skewed the entire wide sure. receiver market. Sure. I think it kind of changed everything. Um, I think they'll be an improved team. If you remember last year, Week 17, they actually beat the Colts to knock them out of the playoff spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they'll be better, but I still think there's a huge gap. I think the Colts are number one, Titans number two, and then a huge drop off to three and four, the Texans and uh, um, and the Jags right now in that division. Yeah, just you know, talking through the divisions with you definitely seems like the AFC just just better as a whole and, and getting into the NFC a little bit. We haven't had a Super Bowl, a, a repeat winner, a back-to-back winner since 0304 New England Patriots. Rams favored to come out of the NFC plus 300. Uh, what do you make of their chances uh, for a repeat? It's going to be a little different. You lose Von Miller, but you add Allen Robinson, you add a Bobby Wagner. This t- team, to me, still feels loaded. Makes a ton of sense why they're still favored. They are. They're they're really good, Sam. I think you know a lot of reports in the offseason about the health of Matt Stafford. Um, it is difficult to repeat in that league. Everything kind of worked out perfect. You still have a two number 12s in that conference and, and Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think personally that the Niners are going to be really good in that Ooh. division. Um, I think when you look at their skill position players, the Niners have in Samuel and Kittle and Ayuk and Mitchell, um, that they're really talented. I think defensively, they're about as good as the Rams too, maybe not with those big name guys. And I really think that you, you look at Shanahan and, and, and Lynch and Guido in the offseason, they know what they have in Trey Lance. Yeah. I think that he becomes that running quarterback that's an added dimension. He's got the big arm. Um, they can run the ball successfully, play defense. I think the Ram- the Niners are a little bit of a sleeper right behind the Rams. Just worry about, again, the Rams finally won the Super Bowl. It's difficult to repeat. Yeah. Um, I think the Niners are a, kind of a sneaky good pick uh, in the NFC West. Plus 500 to come out of the NFC. That, to me, it, you, like you touched on it, Chuck. You're betting on, on Trey Lance and the upside there. This is number three overall right. pick just a year ago. has You don't really see it anymore where you have the young quarterback that sits behind an established veteran. I do think there's still merit to that, especially when you're in a situation behind a veteran like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's more than capable. Yeah, I think in Garoppolo's case, I think he is, but they don't want that $27 million right. on their right, books, right, right. you know. So if it's Seattle, does Cleveland go out now knowing? I mean, Cleveland's a Super Bowl team Sure. Um, if, if they have the quarterback play. Yeah. Jacoby Brooks, that's a good quarterback, but but I think in that division and in that conference, um, you know, they have to think long and hard about maybe going out and getting uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. The actual salary cap hit for the year isn't that big with Watson, so they could still go out and get Jimmy G if they so choose. And I think in San Francisco's case, they're not going to be looking for a high draft pick they're, they're happy to get him off the books yeah. it can be a conditional pick it can be a sixth or seventh round pick um so 
I think there's wiggle room there if they so choose. And I thought all along the Browns made the most sense for Jimmy G. But I just think that that 49er front office is savvy. They're one of the best in football. They know what they have in Trey Lance. There might be some hiccups. They might get off to a slow start. But they do start at Chicago and at home to Seattle. So two really winnable games for Trey Lance to kind of get some football under his belt. Build some confidence and whatnot. Um, You touched on number 12, Green Bay. Tampa Bay, obviously, respected your favorites in their respective divisions. Um, what do you make of the NFC East this year? How would you kind of assess the NFC East? I mean, Dallas is always frisky. Philly was aggressive going out and getting A.J. Brown, doubling down on what they have in Jalen Hurts. You have a new quarterback in Washington and a new head coach in Dallas. I, I mean, I feel – or in, uh, in New, new York. York right. Feels like, you know – the NFC gets so much airtime. We could talk about the NFC East all day long, but this to me again remains one of the most intriguing divisions in football because of some of the unknown there. Yeah, I think a lot of the listeners would probably laugh when I say this, but I, I look at how tough the AFC West is, and we talked about it that anybody can win that division. I think that's the case a little bit in the NFC East. Um, although it would it'd be surprising if, say, the Giants or the Commanders won it, but I don't think it'd be shocking if they did. Um, the Cowboys, for whatever reason, aren't getting a lot of love this year. I mean, the fact that they they lose, you know, Michael Gallup has been out for a while. They lose him. They're they're you know they have some definite question marks at wideout with Amari Cooper being gone. Um, Zeke is showing his age a little bit. They've lost some guys on defense, and as you mentioned, the Eagles are getting all the love. Yeah. AJ Brown, Smith, Goddard, you know, uh, Miles Sanders to go with with Jalen Hurts. Can he take the next level? Um, I like the receivers that Washington has. Um, the Giants with a new coach, a new direction there. Um, I think it's one of those divisions that somebody might win with nine wins. Um, but no one ever repeats yeah. in the NFC East. So it's not going to stun me. I mean, if, if we're having this conversation when the season's over and somehow the commanders won that division, would I be totally stunned? Absolutely not. No, I, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, I mean, the NFC East, right? I mean, right. you never you never know. Sometimes, I mean, it's sometimes it's the worst division of football. Sometimes it's the best, but I do it's like always the Eagles, one of the most interesting. I, I like what they did. I, I really do. I, I think the Eagles can can win that division. Um, Hurts need, really needs to take that next step. When you look at, like, analytical stats, um, and you looked at Josh Allen, what he did in his second year um, before all the success he had, Jalen Hurts had almost the identical stats, but more rushing touchdowns. Um, if you put them side by side with no name, you'd be surprised to see that that Hurts really had almost the identical stats as Josh Allen in his second year. Now with A.J. Brown, can he take that next step? Glad you brought up Josh Allen because right now he is at plus 600, the favorite to win the NFL MVP. Uh, Patrick Mahomes comes in at plus 650, the field at plus 750, and then the usual suspects, right? Other great quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, plus 900, Brady, plus 1,000. This clearly has become what what quarterback has the best season wins the award. Um, Is is this, you know, who do you – is, is there any sleepers? Anybody you can see kind of breaking out? I think there's definitely sleepers. Um, You know, uh, it, it just it, – it's so hard for anybody but a quarterback yeah. to really win it unless somebody has that phenomenal year. I mean, if Chase or, or Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup, or Cooper Cup have phenomenal years, it's because the quarterback's getting him the ball. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I, I know Rodgers has been up there the last couple of years and has won it. Um, I think there's going to be a changing of the guard this year. Just don't know who. You know, I think if you're Josh Allen, I don't think he really cares about the MVP. Sure. I think he cares about the Super Bowl more than anything else. And um, that th- those 13 seconds against the Chiefs have to really – it had to be a long offseason for that team. It, it really had to be. Um, so I'm anxious to see how they come back. And I know we touched on it earlier. Really rough start last year where they got beat at home yeah. by Pittsburgh. Didn't look good. 
I don't see them getting off to a slow start this year. I think they're going to be a dominant team from from the start of the season with one goal in mind. I love, again, the move of Von Miller. They've talked about maybe not being quite as much of a wide-open offense. Let's run it a little bit with the three-headed monster we have back there. Um, But I think the Bills are going to be awfully good this year, and Allen could easily win the MVP. Plus 600 favorites will win the Super Bowl. Rams plus 800 along with Tampa Bay, and then Green Bay plus 850. Kansas City plus 900. Chuck, Last year at this time, talking about kind of what the season looked like as a whole, taking a bird's eye view, I remember you telling me you were most intrigued by that rookie quarterback class. A lot of, still a lot of upside there. A lot, you know, we don't know. I don't think the jury's, I think the jury's still out on all those guys. Um, But when you take a look at 2022, is there a kind of central theme or something that excites you the most, storyline that excites you the most going into the season? Yeah, it it really is the AFC West. Yeah. You know, I I think when you look at those quarterbacks in Mahomes and and Wilson and Carr and Herbert, they're awfully good. Which one of those guys is really going to have that phenomenal season, take his team to the next level, um, and just be a dominant team? I think when you're looking at the AFC West, you're going to see higher totals when they're playing each other than anything else. They're going to beat up on each other. And for me, it's how many teams in the AFC West make the postseason. Is it only two? Somehow do three get in the postseason? I think we saw three from one division last year. Um, Will the AFC West be that division that gets three teams into the postseason? It's going to be fun watching the Raiders this year. I think they're really good. If if you're a Raider fan and Josh McDaniel's your coach, you think about, is Waller our Gronk? Yes. Is Renfro our Edelman? Yes. And did the Patriots ever have a Devontae Adams? No. So that offense should be that much more dynamic. Uh, Jacobs and Drake out of the backfield. Uh, we know that the, the Patriots always use kind of a committee, but they can be those guys. I think I think Jacobs has a good year too. I really do in his contract year. Uh, but the AFC West really intrigues me of who's ultimately going to come out of that division and who's maybe not going to come out of that division. Best division of football, Chuck. And uh as everything unfolds this season, you'll be here to break it all down um, with us. We really appreciate your expertise and insight. A couple more weeks of the preseason, uh, and then everything is going for real. Cannot wait. Uh, I'm with you. I think the AFC West is going to be awesome, and the Raiders are going to play six of those games this year. It's going to be great. I, I, like I said earlier, it's yay sportsbooks. I mean, you can just tell by the the hype, the buzz, the electricity. Everybody's excited footballs here. I mean, such a great time to have the mobile app, too. It really brings the sportsbook to you. Yep. Everything that we offer in our book is offered on the app. We've got our last man standing college and pro football contests going on. We guarantee 100000 in college, 150 in the pros. They're, they're really fun contests for only a, a $25 entry fee. Four entries at 100 gets you a fifth one free. Uh, it's just football. There's a different buzz, Sam. And we're excited about it. Love pairing up with you guys and having some fun and can't wait to break it down all season. P- appreciate it, Chuck. Looking forward to it as well. Uh, and, and again, reminder, Raiders play the Miami Dolphins this weekend, continuing the preseason slate, and we're getting really close to it. So we'll have more analysis uh, and, and breakdowns of that game and the preseason as a whole, as a whole next week with Vinny and with Chuck. Uh, until then, I'm Sam Gordon. Uh, this is Vegas Nation's First and Ten. We appreciate you listening, and we will uh, holler at you guys next week. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit.